On this week's Off the Circle, we have Don Lively and Mike Kelly, partners at Fullstack. entrepreneurs and business people learn from their experience and expertise and have some laughs along the way off the circle the indianapolis business scene as you've never heard it before oh welcome to another off the circle good to be back harry's in the house with me pleasure to be here doug and uh, we are indeed off the circle (laughs) we are and uh and across from me i feel like we're on we have the table set up for battle or something. Um, we have Mike Kelly and Don Lively. Mike Kelly, uh, folks will know in Indianapolis uh, from the developer town fame. And, uh, and Don Lively is CEO of Fullstack PEO. And so we're going to be talking fascinating stuff here with uh, insurance and HR and everything else, which is every businessman's dream to get involved <laughs> with this. So we, we bring the exciting stuff to your podcast. It's what I, it's what I call job security yeah, yeah, for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, 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 it is one of those things. We were talking a little bit before the show, and I said that one of the, thing, one of the areas that I think that there's a huge opportunity in, especially here in Indianapolis, is nobody has the roadmap of, okay, I started a business, now what? You know, and they know... They know, you know, typically what do they hear? They hear, uh, go to Delaware and get your LLC, which That's is right. crap, you know, and then, uh, and then wing it from there on out. You Legal know? Zoom, Squarespace, yeah. and yeah. Uh, what else would you put on Wix. the stack? Yeah. Wix, yeah. Yeah. QuickBooks, yeah. you're yeah. ready to go. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's all garbage because, you know, Harry, uh, Harry's been working with me now for what? long time long time yes uh, which before tells you, you had an office which tells you harry's patience <laughs> <laughs> but this was the problem that i ran into was i was a business and things took off and were really doing good um but i really suffered on the business aspect of the business i didn't know how to run it i didn't know what to do i didn't know where to turn to i didn't have any of those resources and uh, the joke internal is that when Harry came on board, we got a printer and a file cabinet um, and we started to legal up, you know. Um, but those were, those were things that I, I, li- I literally was just 100% ignorant. I had, a, I had a product and I had a service. Product was me, the service was marketing. Um, but I, I really didn't, I had no clue outside of that, where to go, what to do, why to do it or, or anything. And so, um, I think this is a good conversation to talk about uh, what a PEO in general can bring to you. And then of course, uh, Mike, with your startup acumen, you know, how this fits into small companies that are, are trying to get off the ground. So yeah. maybe, maybe a good place to start would be what does PEO, what do those, it sounds like some kind of professional organization. So <laughs> tell us what uh, what the acronym is. Well, you got two out of three right there. Uh, PEO stands for Professional Employer Organization. And typically um, the way in which a PEO operates is we would handle the outsourced HR functions through a legal co-employment relationship. We would become the W-2 employer of record, 
but the company would not lose or the organization would not lose any of their rights as a worksite manager and a worksite employer to tell people, hey, need you to come in at 8.30 this morning, need you to come in tomorrow at 9.30, here's the duties you'll be performing day in, day out. So really, at the end of the day, the only difference that a worksite employee sees is their paycheck, for example, would say full stack, their W-2 at the end of the year would say full stack, and if they ever needed an employment verification, say they're getting a new apartment or they're getting a new car, you know, we handle all of those type of administrative functions for the business that has partnered with us so that they can be free to focus on what they do best. How does it, how do, uh, that's a really good question. So if you're an employee and you're going to get a car loan or whatever, mm-hmm. do you, who do you list as your employer? Well, normally they'll do one of two things. They either are aware enough of what they actually signed and they're under the understanding of, oh, hey, my paycheck says full stack, so I'll say full stack. And in that case, it comes directly to us. A lot of the times it will go ahead and just go directly to the client and then the client would send it on to me and say, oh, hey, we've got this employment verification and then I just handle it from there. Got it. Our company handles it. Yeah, it works out either way uh, from the employee's perspective when they, they just say, I work at Developer Town and they'll find full stack behind the scenes somewhere. Yep. And uh, and I'm going to make lots of mistakes uh, while we while we talk about this, but from a grand level, right? So w- what you're really doing is you're providing the efficiency of, of what a maybe an enterprise company could provide its clients, but you're providing that for just a ton of different companies. Correct. And so it's for a company, what you get is the economy of scale. Yes. Um, that you don't have to hire an HR manager and a this right. and a that. And then, uh, and then of course the, you know, you've already got a pro, the, right. the entire process is set up. The systems are in place, the people are mm-hmm. in place, everything. So that you don't have to worry about the, you just kind of plug in and go. Correct. Well, Tip- and, and I would add that in today's healthcare insurance environment, uh, PEOs are in a somewhat unique position and so beyond just the economies of of scale there's a particular economy of scale associated with healthcare insurance and and group plans and so on that um, is especially attractive today maybe you might want to comment on that that's very true. Um, thanks for bringing that up. We do have the opportunity to provide three different healthcare options, for example, within our PEO. Um, I know others in the area have a variety, too, that they will offer and provide. But beyond that, it's that standard suite that an employee would expect when they come on board with a company. So three different health plan options to choose from, two different dental plans, vision, flexible spending account if you're on the PPO plan, dependent care flexible spending, health savings accounts, and all also with an employee assistance program available. And then beyond that, we can even customize and offer different opportunities if people want to do CrossFit memberships or things along those lines. So we just have a good broad variety that a lot of companies appreciate because they can just plug and play and partner with us and we'll just handle it for them. That's incredible. Yeah, she's a smart one if you haven't figured that out. She, <laughs> she knows this stuff. We're six minutes in and we know everything already. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> so, so t- you know, it's not, PEO isn't a silver bullet. So who, who would be the um, companies that w- would make, this would make 
real good sense for them and and conversely others for whom this might not be the best solution well our sweet spot just speaking for full stack is going to be predominantly tech obviously we have the play calling ourselves full stack as far as yeah. front end and back end to be able to handle it all for you um, but we that's not our only client we also do have clients that are more service industry and service focused for our company we're going to shy away from blue collar um, there are PEOs that focus in trucking, focus in logistics. Um, just if you think of pretty much any industry, there's probably a PEO servicing it across the country. Yep. Yeah. But for us, this is what our passion is born out of, helping startups and tech, and this is where we're looking to focus. And I think a, a more generic answer to that could be, um, you know, again, just some heuristic stuff from the industry. If you're a large company, a PEO might not make sense because you can afford to hire full-time HR personnel so this is probably a magic breaking point it, it totally depends on the type of company and what you're paying people and your mileage may vary but for us like we're probably not going to go target tech companies that are above 50 employees right now we if you are one we'd love to talk to you that'd be great yeah but but it you know at that point you're probably starting to think oh you know what i can afford you know at 50 employees with what it costs to run up to, to hire a peo it might make sense to start thinking about bringing somebody in-house or whatever the case may be. If you're 10 employees to 20 employees, there's no way you can afford to bring somebody in full-time to, to do that kind of stuff, which means if you're the founder, you're the one doing it, which means you get... And, and if you're a first-time founder, it means you're the one doing it and you don't even know what you're doing. Amen. So, Amen. Um, for, <laughs> so for us, when we think of where, where is it a good fit, it's probably going to be a smaller company in general. Um, Again, it, that can be wildly different based on how many people are full-time, how many people are part-time, how many of your workers are 1099s versus actual employees, how much your workforce is distributed versus on-site. All those things can kind of mm -hmm. come into play when you're trying to think of like, is this the right decision for me? And then to Don's point, is this the right PEO for me? Like, do I need somebody who specializes in my industry or is there somebody who's maybe gonna be more friendly to the type of worker that I have, who's gonna better understand what it's like to work with that type of worker? So if you think of like a, a home healthcare professional and the types of issues that could come out of working with in home healthcare, well, it's very different than the types of issues that are gonna come out of working in with technology companies, yeah. right? So what, go ahead, Dan. What's the uh, what's the smallest company that you work with from an employee count? One. Really? Yes. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes. And then, uh, is there anything from a from a legal standpoint or, or anything uh, about you know a dispersed company that works across state lines or anything like that? Yeah, so we get, we, uh, Don gets the fun job of, uh, it's, not, it's not we, uh, Don gets the fun job of managing compliance across states, right? So as soon as you have employees in a new state, you have to now comply with all the laws and regulations of that state in addition to the state that you were in previously. So um, we're in three? We're in three states right now. We're in three, three states, states right now, um, which means we have to stay current on what's happening in those states, what are the rules that our companies need to comply with within each of those states, uh, and and make sure that we're filing and keeping current on all that stuff. So as you think about, especially in a tech world, right, where you can, you can have employees anywhere, literally, yeah, right. um, what are your strategies for thinking about how you're going to support them, which is not just legally with the state, but you know, even the, the tools that you're going to select and how do you invite them into your culture and how do you try to keep that stuff, you know, front of mind and active, um, that we try to think through all of those things when working with and remote employees. For clarification, you, when you say you're in three states, 
full stack is set up to support employees today in three states. So okay. our clients have employees across three states. Today. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, that's what I was curious. Yep. And so I'm imagining, um, you know, I've got a profile in my mind, the stereotypical tech entrepreneur, this founder you spoke of, and uh, he's totally focused on the technology that uh, he's going to bring to market, he or she, and uh, uh, thinks, you know, this HR stuff and all of these services you just described, I can figure this stuff out on my own, and they, you know, just... Yeah. Uh, through, Tell them to call me. I'll take them outside. Through, through brute force, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll get this done. At what point does that usually catch up to them and, and they realize they need help? Can I go first? Oh, by all means. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's, so it's interesting. We were talking about this uh, earlier this week. We had a, just Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we had a strategy meeting where, uh, so in the developed town family of companies, we, uh, this is, new it's going to sound awesome like we do this all the time we don't we did this for the first time we basically said we want each of our companies to come up with a strategic plan and we're going to present those to all the ceos of those companies are going to come together and present your strategic plan and basically let all the other partners pick it apart and give you feedback and not that we're necessarily going to know your business better than you but you know you at least get an opportunity to weigh in and, and hopefully provide some value so we did that for the first time it went really well as we were talking about uh, full stack and kind of our go-to-market strategy and how we, you know, who is our target customer and right. So like we're trying to plan out the year and, and Don and I put a lot of thought into like, what does that mean in terms of marketing and positioning and stuff like that? And then of course, immediately, uh, so I'll paint a picture of two real life entrepreneurs, Michael Klorn, who's the uh, founding member of uh, developer town, uh, my partner and, um, who is the Michael is so he's not a first-time entrepreneur right so he knows right. what he's getting in, himself into and Michael is the guy that even when he was a first-time entrepreneur like yeah I got this like I figured me I got Google there's nothing we can't solve right yep. like we'll, we'll figure this out um I might have made fun of him for that like, yeah well you know like hopefully <laughs> that's, that's fair yeah hopefully he's not listening to this but if he is I still love him like oh, I do but too. It, yes yeah, that's, that's that's Mike right like, he's gonna figure it out right yeah, like absolutely. and that's actually one of his superpowers right yep. is he is like fearless about jumping in and getting into the details uh and then uh Keith Kleinmeyer who's the CEO of Tenant Tracker um is the other entrepreneur who's on the other side of that and so you know when when Keith was asked, like, well, okay, why why are you using full stack? Like, what, like, why does this make sense for you? Keith was like, because I'm horrified at the idea of like having to figure out everything I would have to do, and the fact that like Don can just do that for me, like that's that's amazing. Like, I like I don't even want to think about compliance and registering with states, and like, like I don't right. want to do any of that stuff. And then and then of course Michael's looking at him like he has three eyeballs. Like, wait, what? No, like it you do it because it makes financial sense, or like you know, like yeah. it's, like yeah. it's, it's yeah. nothing to do like fear. What is fear? Yeah. Like that's not. <laughs> Um, like, so I think the answer is, um, you know, different people are going to be attracted to a PEO for different reasons. Uh, some, some people will look at the cost and think, well, I can do that myself and, and it doesn't make sense. And so the and, question is, you know, at what point does that, cause clearly yeah, it, 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 it's going to catch up at some point because yeah. you don't know what you're doing and you can't figure it out on your own. You just cannot. My, my most recent case study, I could say, um, just started with us towards the end of January because we had talked with them in November about coming on board and they opted not to and said, oh, we've got QuickBooks. We'll just, we'll just keep doing it ourselves for a while. And so it took about two months. And then they said, 
okay, no, we don't need to deal with this ourselves. Yeah. We'll just go ahead and partner and let you handle it. That's a yeah, lot so, easier. So there's, there's two ways it, sorry, I'm sorry, there, there's two ways it catches up. One is it's more complex than you thought yeah. and you're just forgetting stuff. And and that just becomes a pain. And, and I think that's more of that case where it's like they didn't get caught by a workforce development or, you know what I mean? Like it's not right. like anything bad happened, but they were just like, yeah, it just takes more time than I thought. I don't want to do this. Um, cause it's distracting me from sales. It's distracting me from finding talent. It's distracting me, you know, it's distracting me from the, my real job, which if you're a, a founder, your job is not bureaucracy, right. right? And, and making sure your tax filings are correct, right? Your job is to grow the business. Um, and, and then the other way is, is that it could potentially catch up to you because you make mistakes and those mistakes become apparent, whether that's in employment practices or whether that's in, uh, what you're reporting to the state or whether that's in the way that you're treating employees and you're not even aware of, of things that you're doing that are subtle biases, yeah. um, you, you know, whatever that stuff might be. Well, that's what I was going to say too, is for, you know, for me personally, and the reason why Harry has been such an incredible investment is the, the opportunity cost. It, it's that, it's not the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm saving money. It's the fact that I'm, making money with the time more efficient more efficiently you know the fact that if i'm selling marketing strategy and i'm going out and working on client stuff that's that's where i make the largest return on investment my return on investment is not doing you know yeah. the, the the paperwork around the business if, it's just not if you're starting a company you're going to spend 70 to 80 hours a week yeah. on the company period doesn't matter if you hire a peo or not right, right? so that 70 to 80 hours that you're going to spend where do you want to spend it, right. right? What are the activities that you think are really gonna propel your company forward? The ones that aren't strategic, to your point, those are the ones you need to find a partner to help you. Yeah. Whether that's accounting, HR, right? Like, you know, what lead gen, like there's tons of ways that it makes sense to find partners when you're growing a business. Uh, they should be the ones that even though you, like you could do them, what's the best use of your time? And let's let's talk about that. So, so full stack uh, basically has that framework that you can just jump right into, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, but then you have some a la carte, you know, services as well. Can you talk about what is, you know, what is a base kind of engagement uh, with a company? Uh, and then what are those additional things that, that you can work through? Sure. Um, the basic PEO arrangement includes the payroll processing, the tax remittance, um, pass through of regular taxes that you'd be paying anyway, whether it's withholding, you know, in various states or unemployment. Um, also, there is a basic life insurance plan that's included as part of the contract with our health insurer provider. So every employee gets a $25,000 basic life insurance policy that is paid for then by the client. Yep. Um, so at a minimum, there's a little bit of insurance involved there. Uh, we can help administer workers' compensation, whether the client retains their own workers' compensation plan or they come onto ours. That depends on the industry. You know, that we talk to our professionals about that and they help us make that decision. Uh, then beyond that, it's essentially you have access to, like I mentioned before, the health, the dental, the vision. The client company would need to pick what contribution, if any, to the health plans. And then we would have our employees pay the difference, obviously, through paycheck deduction. So we handle all those deductions and everything that goes along with that. At the end of the day, then, if they choose that they wanted to come on to 401k plan, uh, we have 401k plan option. That's just an additional administrative fee. And beyond that, it really depends on what they're looking for in terms of health and wellness. 
There's options, say you need to do a compensation plan. You know, we can provide additional strategic consulting services. It, it's really a matter of how much you want to involve us. Yeah. We can do supplemental benefits. We can help with HR background screening. So if you need to do drug testing, background checks, all those types of things, we can help you get those sorted. Um, all of the, there's a, there's a ton of stuff and like we have this, this bucket category, which is included by default called basic HR support. Uh, and I did air quotes for the people listening. Uh, and, and that basic HR support, it's, it's the 100 small things that you could think to pick up the phone and call somebody like I'm writing my first offer letter. What goes in an offer letter? Right. Like, great. We'll give you a template. We'll help you do it. I need an employee handbook because now I have like three employees and they're asking me questions like what's our policy on where we should park when we show up to the office or what's our, you know, like what, do we have a dress code here or just simple, simple stuff, right? Where it's like, yeah, we have a, we have a stock uh, employee handbook that you can start with, strip up stuff you don't need. We can help coach you through, you know, things that might affect culture long-term and stuff yeah. like that. Um, like, so there's, uh, I have a key employee who's leaving, uh, maybe it's a salesperson and they, we weren't really clear when we brought the salesperson on, like how long um, commissions go and what happens when they leave. Great. Um, so they're leaving. Maybe it makes sense to write up a formal separation agreement that just makes all that stuff clear right now. Yeah. Uh, that way you can handle it down the road. Like all of that stuff is just included in the basic HR stuff. So any of the, any of the times where you think as a as a person who's making a, a decision that is really could fundamentally affect somebody's life, right? Like in a meaningful way, you have somebody you can call who can help you figure that stuff out. That's fantastic. Maybe uh, share a success story with us of. Uh, uh, a client or a company for which you're especially uh, proud. Oh goodness! Well, I mean, I'll share. Um, yeah, I was going to say I'd be interested story, to see Mike's story. Mike's which story. is Developer Town, right? Like we've been eating our own dog food. So the you know so the the PEO full stack comes from um, the Developer Town family of companies and uh, a big part of that. So we used a PEO for the first uh, several years of Developer Town. Um, and, and then Michael said, we can do this better. He didn't actually. Uh, <laughs> like, so, I mean, he, he actually was on board with PEO day one. It was his idea. I didn't know what a PEO was yeah. in 2010. I, I got to learn. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it was great. It was a great experience for years. Um, and, and we hit an inflection point in the business where it, it didn't make as much sense anymore. And it did make sense for us to bring somebody in. And so uh, we did that. Uh, and then of course, as the developer town story continued, we continued to launch more and more companies that were our own companies. And of course, if you have a small startup with three employees, you're not gonna hire an HR right. person. So given that the person we had brought in to help us with our internal HR uh, was Don, uh, who had PEO experience, we basically said, well, look, why don't we structure and, and, you know, and, and figure out an internal structure for how we can support our own companies with our own HR in a way that makes sense, lo and behold, that's called a PEO. Uh, and so for the last two years, we've basically been running our own little PEO for our own companies um, where, where we have ownership. And then this year we said, uh, for 2018, we basically said, well, look, we built it, we're using it. We have companies in our portfolio where maybe we don't own them, but we're an investor. Right. They want to use it. Like why, Be because there's, while there are many PEOs in the market, we believe tech specifically is a bit underserved by some of the PEOs that are in the market, um, especially here in Indianapolis. And so we said, well, well, great, we can we can do that. We can work with our one person founding teams up to 10 person teams, up to 50 person teams, right? So uh, so then in January we launched it. But 
you know, if I look at the last two years and, and what we've been doing, I mean, like we've been eating our own dog food for a while now and it's, it's been really great. I think our employees are pretty happy uh, with uh, the choices. I mean, like, you know, it's not, it's not puppies and rainbows all the time, right? Like, sure. so health insurance rates go up for us just like anybody else, you know, like, you know, think, things happen. You switch 401k providers every now and then, which of course, you know, everybody loves when that happens. Oh, right? Blackout yeah. periods well, and all that you stuff. You know, when, when you're talking about human resources and all of these things, it's primarily downside risk as right. opposed to upside sure. opportunity, yeah. which makes so your like it, role difficult. It, there's still stuff that, that uh, you're figuring out that, uh, that you know, people aren't going to love it. When, when we get our new quotes for rates in 2020 and we found out that our current insurance provider isn't going to be the provider we're going to use going forward just because rates don't make sense anymore, right. and we switch insurance providers, like... Yay. Right. You know, like yeah. nobody likes that. Right. So, um, so that stuff is always there, but I think, uh, we have grown, uh, continue to grow for the last couple of years under this model and are super excited that all of our startups, uh, in our portfolio are continue to grow under it as well. And we think others can too. That's fantastic. So, uh, what's an, what's a typical onboarding procedure, you know, that somebody, somebody wants to, you know, go with full stack, um, well, first, uh, you call me, and then we go out and have lovely drinks and, dinner, right? and dinners, and yeah, and and I do all the fun stuff. That's it's very important that you understand. Any, and then you throw it across the net. That's right. Yeah. And once you're ready to go, I hand it off to Dawn, and then she does, and then the magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So it really depends on the size of the group because obviously a one-person, two-person group you can bring on pretty quick right. and drop in fairly seamlessly. Uh, but larger groups may take a couple more weeks depending on rounding employees up, getting them to do their onboarding, getting them to make their benefit elections, all of yeah. those types of things. So essentially what it boils down to is an initial meeting to determine what's going, all these boring questions. What would you like your payroll cycle to be? If you're already paying and already have employees, when did you last pay them? When are you going to pay them again? Determining that start date, everything that's needed to get the contract ready, the, real, the really boring basics. Yep. And then uh, from there, what are you contributing toward your health strategy so that we can then create the onboarding experience for the employees, education that's needed for the employees, which could vary. I mean, you could have some people that are very astute with enrolling themselves online, or you can have some people that you need to have paper enrollments. Yep. Believe it or not, I actually had a paper enrollment. They were not a tech company. Of course. Understandably. Yeah. So it just depends on what you have. And again, are there going to be ancillary benefits? Are they going to offer short-term disability, long-term disability? Does a rep from that organization need to come in and speak and give everyone education? Because we want everyone to be as educated as possible, but we also want it to take as little time as possible. So we have those conversations in the forefront of how involved should we be? How involved do you want us to be? Because the last thing we want to do is if they're employees in a service industry, take them off the field, you know, off yeah. the floor, out of the field for a certain period of time. So really it's just having that kind of initial meeting to get all of that ironed out, get the contract signed, get everything set up in the system and go from there. From a timeline perspective, again, smaller company you're talking, it could be a couple days. Yeah. Um, and a larger company, it could be a couple weeks, 30 days, something like that. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. All right. And here's the really tough question. Bring it. How cool is the back end on this? <laughs> Oh, it, when you, <laughs> HR technology, buddy, yeah. you have yeah. no idea how yeah. sexy that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we are using a 
platform that is very common to the industry. Um, Developer Town has not gotten its hands on it oh, yet. Yet. There we yet. Go. yet. But that's so long-term goal. So if you were to talk about strategic direction <laughs> for Fullstack, <laughs> software will definitely be in that yes. equation. Yes. Yeah. Please. I, I was curious. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. So the, the back end is actually very nice. Um, it's very robust for what we need, given right. the fact that we're interfacing with banks. We're working with insurance. You know, Ideally, there's EDI files and all of those types of things. Um, the front end is a little more yeah. historic. Yeah. I'll say we can fix historic. we can fix that. Yeah. yeah, we'll say we'll we'll say historic. We got skills. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, that's fantastic. Where do uh, where should people go for uh, to find out or to get a preliminary meeting or to talk to you guys next? www.fullstackpeo.com. So again, www.fullstackpeo.com. F-U-L-L-S-T-A-C-K-P-E-O.com. I don't and think you need the www anymore. You yeah, can, that's, you just that's say old school. H-T-T-P. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Colon slash slash. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Fullstackpeo.com. Uh, we have set up, we're like totally on top of our marketing campaign. We have, we have social media accounts set up, but we are not using any of them yet. Hope to fix that in the next yeah. few months. Um, well, and get Michael. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to listen to this podcast now. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to make sure he does now. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, we're, we also, I think there's a number on the website which gets routed to Don or I, uh, mm-hmm. depending on who's got the token at the time. And we're happy to answer any questions. Yep. That number is 317-969-7703. Hardcore. Fantastic. And, uh, and I'm just saying, so if they go to the website, there is a contact form or whatever. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, uh, you got any more questions, Harry? No, boy, I'm I'm favorably impressed. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Thank thanks you, for Dad. having us. If you're an Indianapolis-based professional and would like your story to be heard on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a glowing review. Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.